Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, welcome Tuesday Club, but we're actually recording it on the 1st of March, Monday the 1st of March, which is St. David's Day here in Wales, so happy St. David's Day for yesterday, if you're listening on Tuesday. As usual, I'm joined by Kyle Reese and Shane Williams. You can get in touch with us, follow us, send us messages, questions on Twitter at Tuesday Club underscore and on Instagram at Tuesday Club Podcast. Also, you've got a Facebook page there, interact with us as much as we can. Last week... Shane was away riding around Wales. We had the fantastic Jack Loughton on. And uh, since then, I've watched a few things he's been in. Brilliant actor. Kyle, great, great guest, mate. Well done. But first, uh, how are you doing, Shane? You got in three minutes ago from riding around Wales. You look like it as well, son. <laughs> I feel like crap, I've got to be honest. Um, yeah, it's been a tough eight days, really. Um it's uh, the challenge was to cycle around Wales in the eight days. Um, it was a Guinness record attempt, which I'm not really allowed to speak too much about yet until it's official. Okay. But uh, but uh, no, you know, managed to do it, and I got got in the house ten minutes before this podcast, so I didn't wanna, <clears throat> I want to. I wanted to make sure I was back this week with this one. But uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been different. I think the what you watch in uh, part of this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Mate, the record was to get back uh, in time to do this podcast. So well done, you've done it. Quality, right? Quality. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. How you squeeze it all in? Is this some secret you're not telling anyone? Are you like, have you got Bernard's watch where you stop the clock, and everyone else freezes, and you just get to do? All these things, because mate, fair play uh, to you, you cram everything in. Not to, not just all the businesses you got going on, Fab for Coffee, and all the work you do on TV and podcasts and whatever. But you ride, you just ridden around Wales as well. And a couple of months ago, you run about seven million miles in one month with Ryan Jones. It's you're an absolute <laughs> machine, man. I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's called midlife crisis, Kyle. You're fortunate <laughs> enough. You're not quite there yet, mate. Um, but yeah, you're right. I do question after I've done something or during something. I think, uh, what am I doing? Have I bitten off more than I can chew? Yeah, got so much going on anyway. It's a stress fest. But look, it was just nice to get outdoors. To be honest with you, pal, just nice to get on the road. Um, just me and the road on the bike and see a lot of ways that I haven't seen before as well, which is one of my main reasons I wanted to do it. And I, you know, I didn't realise how how stunning North Wales is in good weather you know so I've, I've had a great time it's been tough i look like a bag of shit but uh i'm alive so that's the main thing good good, good. You. And if that wasn't enough kyle i um <clears throat> i've been thinking about him a lot you know i've been sort of keeping in touch a bit and uh i thought all right he's finishing he's finishing today and i opened my post and a knock on the door from the postman i opened the letter there's a caricature of shane there valindra and a T-shirt and a water bottle. Looking forward to joining Shane's charity cycle <laughs> challenge on the 6th of March. He got, he's got five days and he's back yeah. on the bike. It's unbelievable. They're all for a good cause, though, mate. So you're doing, uh, you're doing wonderful work yeah. for so many people who need it. Go for the Mike Dudd years, mate. That's what he is. If I had yeah. it, he would have had it after his last game for Wales. There we are. He should have had it then, yeah, I think. Yeah. So if anybody's listening... That, that can uh, speak to the Queen and uh, give him a nod. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. we're going to come and talk about well, Wales, England, of course. But uh, Shane, did you get a chance to watch it, or were you just listening to the radio on the bike? 
Yeah, well, no, I didn't listen to it all the way through. I was getting like messages of three nil, you know, and and then it was uh, Wales went out and I think it was fourteen three. Maybe Wales went up, and I was like, that's great, you know. I didn't really want to hear because I wanted to watch the game afterwards, but I didn't finish my ride. Literally, I went through, walked through the doors in Cardigan, uh, and uh, Youngs was just scoring to make it twenty four all. And I thought, oh my God, last I looked on the messages, Wales were in control, you know. Um, I was told there was a bit of controversy. Um, so, so to be fair, I saw the last 20 minutes where Wales, uh, where England's discipline was shocking. Wales, Sheedy was kicking the points over for fun. Corey Hill scores under the posts. I'm thinking, wow, we should do this every week, you know. No stress whatsoever. <laughs> Wales are just the one won the game quite easily and convincingly with the score. And I didn't even have to deal with the shit in the first half. So it was brilliant for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice run. Don't know if you saw it, mate. Kyle. Hang on. Round of applause. Kyle did this Instagram post on his story. <clears throat> well, I'll let you say it, Kyle. Unless you want me to explain it. Um, no, it was, to be honest with you, mate, I didn't, I didn't think. I suppose all things that sort of, it hasn't gone viral, but it's been picked up by a couple of, uh, you know, official Six Nations and, it might be going some other places, I don't know, but it was just, I, I had, um, my best man was coming over, we were going to talk about some w- things to go on with the wedding, and I said, look, you know, let's do it on Wales and England, we'll have a couple of beers, and then that'll be that, innit? But it was it was the first time this Six Nations, I'm well, since Wales has been playing, we've been in lockdown, when I woke up in the morning, and I actually had that international day match day feeling i woke up i was excited and it was because it was wales in england it's the big one um so i just thought you know what i'm gonna print there was a, a little ticket going round that i think the wru sent out to their colleagues people who work in the wru and they sent them a little hamper for the game and i thought it was a, a lovely touch i thought you know what? i'm gonna print them off and i'm gonna give one to brett and i'm gonna have one just for a laugh and then I went, oh, actually, do you know what? Wouldn't it be good if we went to the stadium and I changed the house into the stadium? So I had the Principality um, postcode sign that's on one of the walls in the stadium outside on the house in the corner, like you'd see in the streets of Cardiff and London. Then when you get to the front door, I had GAT with the, in Welsh, GATE in Welsh, and then GATE 3 with the WRU Principality <laughs> logo on the top. Then I opened the door and Brett's there with a WRU face mask, official WRU face mask, I might add, and his uh, <laughs> his, his Ivis jacket, and he's the steward. I give him the ticket, he rips the ticket, he tells me block 26, I go to the living room door, look up to the top, and then it says, same sign, block 26, M9, I made sure it was middle tier, halfway line, and then I just went into the living room and um, it, it was one of the old games I had on, because the game hadn't started, but... Uh, on the big screen and it was Wales v England and I decorated the living room a little bit with a Wales scarf but the other best thing about that video was right that was it I just wanted to do something funny I posted on my Instagram I didn't think it would go off or whatever but the best thing was as I walked into the living room Brett was there and he was like oh that's finished now he's he's done so I turn round, I pan round to the TV in the Wales. He's done there, isn't he? And as he sees me coming back round, he so wants to stay in character. He's walking into the living room, he sees me pan round, he just goes... <laughs> and stands there in character like a steward. Just, you know, they do and they just, they don't watch the game, they look at the crowds and that. He's just standing there like that. So that's that what I did. That's it, man, i got to say. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. good, it was good fun. And obviously the game was a laugh and... 
Brett's a bit of a chef. I'll give him a shout out. He's he's a fantastic self-taught chef. Um, he will literally put a plate down for him and his missus, send me a picture of it, and it's something that I would see in some sort of ten Michelin star restaurant on TV or whatever. He is fantastic. I'll give his his um, little company a shout out. The Barbecue Taff on Instagram. Um, he's specialising in in you know barbecue food that comes from places in southern america and that not just a burger and you know wall sausage that you'll get down here but proper ribs anyway so um he brought his fry up frying thing and we had proper you know grassroots sausage and ch- chips clubhouse chips at half time and it was like being in the international um arena so anyway i'm going on a bit now but it was good it was a video yeah, and it was a good laugh it went well mate it went well look we'll, <clears throat> we'll talk about the game a little bit towards the end of the pod because uh, well, it is Monday for us. Uh, I've literally talked about it all weekend, uh, as well as other rugby. Um, but having said that, you know, a friend of the pod was nominated, Matthew Reese, Welsh actor, legend, nominated for Golden Globe last night. Uh, uh, he was nominated for the best actor in a drama series, obviously for his role in Perry Mason. So I sent him a little message on Twitter. He sent another one back, nice one. Uh, not sure if he was expecting it because he said, doesn't matter if I don't win, St. David's Day on Monday, Wales have won, that sort of stuff, you know. But um, he didn't win anyway, but he's nominated, and that's fantastic. Uh, actually, the winner of that category was Josh O'Connor from The Crown, and The Crown has actually cleaned up a little bit. Uh, but nice of a, a Welsh guy nominated, Shane. Yeah, look, he's, he's, he's class actor, isn't he? Not only is he a good actor, he's a top man. I've met him several times. He's a good laugh. He's very rooted. You know, he's he's not ahead of himself. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed chatting to him. In fact, I think it was about three years ago, I was in New York and uh, I went to the Sunken Hundred, which is a, a, a it's closed now, actually. It was a rest, Welsh restaurant there. And they were like, oh, we know Matthew Reese. I was like, oh, great, great. He goes, do you want to go and see him? I was like, oh, okay. He goes, oh, he's filming around the corner doing the Americans. And uh, I took the family out there to watch him. Um, they were recording one of the one of the episodes there. We sat behind behind the stage there and watched him do his business. And I, he was just amazing. What a professional. What an actor as well. I don't think he's had the accolades he deserves, to be perfectly yeah. honest. So it's a, sh- it's a shame he didn't win. But um, he's, he's young enough as well, isn't he? He'll, he'll, uh, he'll have plenty more roles. But a, a top uh, guy. I've done a few yeah. things with him. He's a top man. Legs a great bloke. Love him to bits. But, you know, Kyle, look at the nominations. He's in there with Jason Bateman for Ozark and Al Pacino. <laughs> but it's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's a tough category. And it's not the first time he's been nominated either. Let's just, we'll add that as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, for, for someone like Matthew as well, I've had the chance to work with him for a, a few months and that's where our friendship started, really. And the, exactly what Shane said, he is... He is the utmost professional, but he is so rooted. He he kept people like there was one day where we were all down Pembrokeshire. It was boiling hot. We were filming this scene, and it was set in like thirteen seventy nine, so it was medieval. We all had really really hot sweaty costumes on, and he was one of the ones that was just keeping everybody light hearted all day, laughing and joking. But then as soon as we were ready to go, he was he was he was there and in the scene. But yeah, look. Like Shane said, he'll be he'll be nominated for plenty, plenty more. When he was on the show, just listening to him talk, we could have stayed there in his parents' house there in Cardiff yeah. all day. He's he's worked with some of the greats, and um, and he is on his way to becoming one of the greats, um, especially one of the Welsh greats. But 
Um, yeah, he, he's brilliant, mate. Uh, have you seen that? When we did a pod with him. Uh, Go on. Sorry, when we when we, when we did the pod with him in his mother's house, Shane, we finished. He went, "Is that it? Is that it? Is that all we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll carry on, then, Matt. Yeah, I have. I have seen. Uh, I have seen all of Perry Mason, but I, I made a point. Obviously, he on the pod. He told us he was he was filming it then for HBO, but uh, I watched him, and he is. He just is a brilliant actor. You know. You know, make no bones about it. Like I, I mm. want to rattle through some of the other categories, boys. Best motion picture was uh, Nomadland. Uh, best actress in a motion picture was uh, Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. That that's um, I've seen the preview. That I've got to watch that. It looks like a powerful performance. Obviously, best actor uh, the winner was uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, best motion picture was Borat, subsequent movie film, and Sasha Baron Cohen won the best actor in a motion movie. Have you seen it, Jen? Kyle? I, I, I haven't seen it, but I think he's great. I've seen I think it. he's just one of a kind, isn't he? I, I love oh, Yeah, very clever man. Very, very clever man. Very funny. Um, yeah, I just I just admire him. I, I admire his guts more than anything, really, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. But Borat's a great film and anything else he's ever done has been fantastic. All all his uh, all his characters and everything he's done, whether it's a, a movie or a TV show, he's so risky and he steps, well, he doesn't step over the line, he bloody leaps over those lines. Oh, and I was listening to his, uh, yeah. his acceptance speech for the Golden Globes. Obviously, he was all socially distanced, so everybody who was nominated were in their own places. And um, his wife, obviously, uh, Isla, can't remember her surname, but she's also Fisher. Isla Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Incredible actress. Home and Away. <laughs> she wasn't Home and Away. She wasn't mm. Home and Away. Was she, was yeah, she Australia? Yeah. yeah. Before oh you were born. Yeah, yeah I, when me and Shane used to watch it. We did not know yeah. that. Oh, there we are. So she started. Didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Um, he, he said, um, I can't even remember what I was going to say now, in his acceptance speech, um, yeah, I've, t- I've totally gone now. Let's just should we talk about his message <laughs> for a bit. Sorry, man. That's all right. No, I, I, went, I went on to Isla Fisher, didn't I? But... Um, I can't remember what I was saying. Something about uh, it was something about stepping over the mark, and now uh, oh, that's what it was. So it goes to show how brave he is when he's making these movies and that because there were a few people that got arrested who were in the crew, and there were so many people that came close to like being in serious, serious trouble because he stormed a Trump rally, being you know in in this sort. Of, yeah, he stormed a Trump rally in 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 real life. Yeah, and this whole scene with the the former New York mayor Rudy Giuliani who is now Trump's lawyer and like that wasn't that wasn't easy to do and his daughter I'm you know his person playing his daughter was trying to get Rudy or got Rudy Giuliani into a room to perform shall we say indecent acts and he was like thought it was real it was going to happen until he until Sasha Maracone bust in so the balls on the bloke to do that and yeah. you know well I don't know He's, he is incredible and he is such a funny bloke Ali One G Ali G will always it, yeah. be the yeah. best character he ever brought out Borat's good but Ali yeah. G was the best uh, you still watch you watch a lot of those Ali G sketches now and it's uh, it's hilarious it's, it's it's genius, really, isn't it? You know, the, how he sucks people in to, to make them believe that he's, you know, it's. It, I, I watch him now, you know, if I get a chance. But anyway, let me rattle through him. Um, <laughs> best TV series drama was The Crown. Now, I've been watching The Crown, as you know, and I've got to say, 
it it is brilliant acting. Kyle. Well, from what I know, you know, from what I know about acting, you can write on the back of a stamp with a lumbar cord. But you, you like what you like. We said it before, don't you? And yeah. I love it for the acting. So the Crown wins it, as does uh, Emma Corrin for Best Actress in the Crown, as does Josh O'Connor Best Actor for the Crown. So it says something, doesn't it? And there's something you incredible, like, uh, Shane. But best TV series, musical or comedy, and Best Actress in a musical. Or comedy, Shit's Creek with Catherine O'Hara wins. Brilliant, <laughs> mate! It's, I st- it, it's brilliant. I started watching it after because it was mentioned a few times now in a few podcasts, and I just I couldn't get into it, mate. I'm not gonna well, lie. Mate, uh, let me let me tell you now, right? It is it is a little bit it is a bit like that, right? Yeah. But in every episode, there's one belly laugh moment. My wife, Shirley, my wife barely laughs once every episode. It is that good, isn't it, Shane? Oh, it is, yeah. Like, you don't even, you can watch it and not even care about the story. There's no need. Because the one-liners, and, uh, like, <laughs> I, I, I call him Jim's dad. He's Jim's dad for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is so funny. And his son, oh, my God. They're just characters I haven't really seen on any other kind of program before. So you can relate, but um, so you, so you don't have to relate. I mean, but it's just yeah, it's just funny. I don't even like it. even now. I don't even really understand the whole concept of it all or what the reasoning of the program was. But I would watch it. I would watch it all again from number one to the final one because I missed it when it stopped. I missed the. It was just silly. It was just silly, yeah, and I love silly. Love silly. So so for that reason only, that's why I would recommend it. I just yeah. the, fir- well, the first one that I remember. I watched the first one where they, where, they, where everything happened in the first episode, and they end up in this motel, and then that fella who used to be um, take my strong hand in the scary movie films, he's like the local guy, <laughs> and he's in the room just sitting there chilling, watching the telly. This was that was the one moment that I did have a, a laugh out loud, was when he was just sitting there and he basically burst and was like, "Get the out of the room and he was like oh well sorry excuse me and he just <laughs> it, it, all it, through it, this he kept his cool it's, it's plenty bit. of those <laughs> but, it's a pick me up it's a pick me up stuff but yeah, just yeah, to finish yeah. off then uh, um, Queen's Gambit won uh, a Golden Globe for Best Limited Series uh, or TV and uh, a little note for Gillian Anderson in The Crown she won Best Supporting Actress she played Margie Thatcher she was good in uh, the crown, and it's really good. You know, you have to say it's not an easy character I would imagine to play. Um, so, and she does it really well. I, I love the crown. Anyway, anyway, before we talk rugby towards the end of the pod, guys, um, Shane hasn't been watching much apart from uh, white lines in the middle of a road on his bike. Mm. But what 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 you watching, Kyle? Um, I've just picked up a new series on Amazon Prime called Scandal. I don't know if anybody anybody's seen it. It's uh, basically about a female, uh, well, she used to work in the White House for the president as a campaign manager, that type of thing. Um, and she has her own, doesn't call it a law firm, but she's not a private investigator. It's somewhere in between, this murky waters there. Um, but they're fixers, they call themselves fixers. And she has this team in Washington, and she's very close to the president and all these very powerful people. And every episode, there's a new problem that they need to fix. Um, it's very, very, very good. Um, it's very witty. It's very, very quick. I like these sort of political dramas and these really quick and witty type of programs. So that's what I've been watching this week. And I would definitely recommend it. We're only halfway through season one. 
but uh, Scandal is what I've been watching this week. Cool. Oh, no, we'll have a look at that. Shane, not, not managed to do anything. You've been crashing out in the evening, I suppose. Yeah, we've. I've been cycling from 7 in the morning till about 7 at night um, <laughs> over the last seven, well, seven and a half days. I think, no, I've watched nothing at all. I haven't even switched the telly on. I only caught the last 18 minutes of the Welsh game, so I'll be watching that tomorrow probably. But yeah, we looking for recommendations actually, like Shits Creek had finished, uh, how to get away with murders gone. Um, yeah. So yeah, put put your feet up, boy. Put your feet up. Watch some telly and eat some jelly babies <laughs> the next couple of days. Boy, for God's sake, watch I the will, crown. I will. Watch the crown. It, it is a cultured yeah. watch because it's very um, it's, it's historical about our country and our monarchy. So uh, you know, it's it's an easy watch. It's it's, it's good. Particularly, uh, you know, I only got to the Lady Diana bit. The Princess Diana coming through with Charles. Interesting. Um, I've been watching How to Get Away with Murder because we haven't binged watch it. It's sort of because. Because she's working, I'm working and busy and so on. We sort of settle down for nine o'clock, watch an episode a night if we can. And it's, you know, I'm enjoying it. Again, the yeah. acting is brilliant. It's very cleverly written. Recommend that to anybody. And I tell you what I squeezed in this week. Uh, I watched Capone, Kyle, off the back of having uh, Jack Lowton on last, last week. Crazy, isn't it? And... Uh, well, you know, well, you know, Tom's good, isn't he? You know, fair play. He is good, but it, mad. it's just oh God alive. You know, you don't, you don't know those things about that kind of guy, do you? And then when you see it, and it's all, but it's just, he's, he is. You don't want, you don't want to, yeah. He's class at doing those, or like he, when he did Bronson. Have you seen Bronson? Anybody? Yeah. Brilliant. Those sort of, mm. it's almost theatrical, Crazy. isn't it? What reality in the movie one minute, and then the next minute, boom, he's in his own yeah. head. And but yeah, what a crazy film that is. And I also watched Pele. There's a new documentary come out on Netflix about the legendary Brazilian footballer Pele. Bit of a football freak me growing up and loved Pele and, and, and all of that. So that that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, you know, more this week of uh, how to get away with murder. Um, but uh, I've had my head in so much rugby because it was Guinness Pro 14 on this weekend, wasn't it? I was sent over yeah. to Ulster Ospreys on Friday night. Um, <clears throat> and then... I had prep to do. We Shane and I had a couple of previews to do. Wales England previews. I did one with Will Carlin and Ryan Jones. So I had to do pre-match stuff. Then I had to do all the Guinness Pro 14 stuff. And then the game happened. And Italy Island for Scrum Five on Sunday, which is obviously a big one. Everybody watches then Scrum Five. All eyes are on my couple of minutes. And there's so much happening in the game. So we may as well get there now. 40 points. First time ever Wales got 40 points. England. Controversy in terms of decisions. Wow, you know Ellis Genge at the end, Farrell kicking off, Martin Johnson kicking off in the BBC studios. <laughs> Where do you start? Where do you start? I mean, so Kyle, the incidents. You know, let's take the first one. Uh, it's been well documented now, but your take on it when it happened? Quick thinking, boys. Well done. Quick thinking. Well, yeah, quick thinking. I mean, it didn't seem like. After he told Farrell to go and have a word with his boys, uh, have, have a word with the team, and then he went back over. It wasn't like um, a massive. Sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't a tiny little gap where it was like right, oh, quick, and he's just done it quickly. There was a bit of time, like do you know what I mean. And you heard the conversation. He said, "Oh, look, can you t- can you let me know when time's on?" And the right hand side of the defence had fanned out. They'd gone back into their positions for at least four or five of them, and the other side didn't. So. In in retrospect, Ambiga made it harder for himself, really, because he went, he kicked the ball over to Josh Adams, and th- that side of defence were already starting to fan out. So, yeah, I don't think. Look, like, like, uh, 
two years ago they did that. I couldn't show it on Scrum 5 last night because Channel 4 had the rights. But two years ago in their pre-World Cup warm-up, they did this. Pascal goes there as a ref. Dan Biggs kicks it across to Josh Adams quickly. And one phase later, George North scoring, right? A shame will tell. It was a winger, right? Last thing you do with things like that is turn your back. You know, you've got mm. to be aware of these sides. And particularly if you're on a wing, he'd be uncomfortable coming in from his wing because that's where that's where he'd live. You know, he'd come in to get the ball and play rugby, but he knows his responsibility out there, you know? And it, you shouldn't do that, Shane, should you? No, 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 you don't. You don't leave. You do, it's a personal battle as well. I think if, if I had been an English player there and I'd have looked up and I could see someone hanging on the touch, you keep an eye on them. Because the last thing you want as a player is your opposite player scoring a try against you. So despite the fact whatever's going on, and I haven't, I still haven't seen it. You know, just oh, so generally. No, but generally, if I knew I've got one of the wingers on the touchline just waving, and I know for a fact I'm not going to leave that area there and just go back and try and get put to the post. And I think what I heard it was actually George Ford that made the tackle, wasn't it? Yeah, just Ford was out there. So what was he doing out there anyway? And the winger wasn't there. So I don't, I don't really understand. I don't, you know, the politics of it all and the decision, whatever. But as a winger, I'd have been, I'd have made damn sure that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have allowed the follow the opposite winger to get any chance of scoring in that try. So yeah. it's, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Until I see it properly, I don't really. It's know. It's going to be difficult for you, mate. You, you know, try and watch it without taking on. On board any more, you know, of all the rhetoric that's been going on, yeah. you know, watching impartially, and then, uh, but you, you'll be like me. You'll be like me. Well, you know, like I said on TV last night, it's not an NFL timeout. You know, they're having a water huddle under the sticks. Well, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the next one, Kieran Hardy's tap penalty. That sums it up for me. We got a post cam in the post, and it shows Elliot Daly just walking back, turns his back on him. Man, yeah. come on! You don't do yourself. That's what you know. That's what you you talk about. If you're playing against Ben Youngs or Kieran Hardy or Gareth Davis, you watch for the quick tap penalty. The thing you? is, that, 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 yeah. Danny Care did that. It was a carbon copy. Danny Care did that to Wales in Twickenham about six years ago. Wales give away a penalty, and uh, and it was just uh, the ten meter line. He picked it up, tapped, he was straight into the post. And Welsh defence, I don't know if you might have been playing Shane, I don't know, but everyone was just standing there looking at the ref as if to say like, "Well, hang on, ref." He's like, "Well, what do you want me to do? Set you a defence for you? They got to be like you said, yeah. Sean. They got to be there mm-hmm. watching." And like Shane said, somebody's got to be out watching the wing. Somebody's got to be watching the breakdown. Most scrum halves nowadays, I, yeah. if they're that close, they will take a risk and they will take a chance. They're lucky Reese Webb wasn't playing because he would have scored about four tries doing that. I think I think there's an onus now, though, isn't it? Of, of referees get a lot of air time, don't they? They speak a lot. They talk to the captains a lot. They bring them over. They, they, you know, they they referee the breakdown all the time. They're constantly talking, and sometimes it kind of draws the attention away from the game. And almost, you know, so like for the weekend, for example, when the ref starts talking, so everyone just switches off because they're probably yeah. thinking. Well, they're going to have so much airtime here for a minute. We've got a couple of minutes rest. But yeah. you know, oh, you know, the rugby is, if you're penalised, get back 10 yards, never turn your back, face the opposition and make sure that they don't make that 10 yards. Because if a, you know, if a scrum half takes a penalty he's, and, and the players aren't retreating, that's perfect for a scrum half because he knows those players can't touch him. He doesn't make 10 yards then. He makes 15 yards and then the defence has to kind of regather and get back. 
So it's just quick thinking from a scrum half. It's, uh, you know, it's a bit of genius. The referee, you know, use that advantage. Use the fact that yeah. these referees are getting all this air time at the moment and crack on. You yeah. turn your back to him, it's sacrilege. You shouldn't. That's the last thing you do in rugby. I th- I See, also... I, I've been... Go on. I've been thinking of this in from a coaching mindset as well. It's two things for me. One, you'd practice facing up in training like that. So in a defensive session, mm-hmm. you'd have a you'd have a Kieran Hardy against you or a Ben Youngs against you in a bib. And we know he takes quick taps. And we know Dan Baker does a crossfield kiss because he did it to us two years ago. Right? So I'd have, I'd make sure those things are in our training, in the mindset in the week. Yeah. That's the first thing. And then the second thing, like Shane says about this uh, ref stop in the game, I think, see, it's symptomatic of England's training. I reckon they do short, sharp bursts. I know they do like 10, 15-minute intense bursts. Then they come in. They come in for a chat and a water and a drink. Then they go blast to another 10, 15 minutes, blast, blast right back in. And I reckon they've just been conditioned. They come in for a chat. They all want a chat in there. They're all having a Bip, bip, you know, Ford, Wilson, they're all having a little talk, Farrell. So when you actually look at it, right, from all the angles, Farrell isn't telling them, because the ref told him to go and have a word, Shane. he's not actually talking to them. It's all the other guys talking, and it's just another huddle. So uh, you listen to Biggs with the ref, right, when you watch it, Shane. It's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant, right? So uh, yeah. anyway, read the papers. I just, I, I think, I think that's a good point, Sean. Like, when we used to train with Gats, right, Gats will go, right, we've got a 40-minute session today. Boys, about 40 minutes. That's, that's not a lot. But it would be, right, touch rugby, five minutes. And, and he'd be like, right, in 30 seconds time, boy, we're going on to the, the wall drill. And then so you, you, you finish your touch rugby, you're running over, you're having a chat, right, what are we doing? We're doing the wall drill, whatever, blah, blah. Then you do the wall drill for however long, the minute drill. Then you'd move on and it'd be like, you'd be, you'd be doing your talking. And you play calling your plays on the hop on the hop. So like during the game, you can't really go, Oh, excuse me, if we're gonna stop for a second here because I wanna tell the boys the move. Well you can't do that. So like Gats would be like, Right, come on, come on, get over and the other side of the field. Let's kick off. We're over that side. And you'd be running and whilst you're doing that, you're talking all the time, communication, because you have to, because you don't know what's going on really. If you don't ask, you don't get. And also it's fitness. So you've done a 40-minute session, which has felt like a game because you just haven't stopped. Mm. And I think, yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. If you are, if, if your training sessions are, right, okay, let's discuss what we've just done for the last 20 minutes. The discussion's going to take 10 minutes. You're getting cold. You, you know, you, you, you kind of don't know what's happening next. And I think uh, that's a big point, actually. Like I say, yeah. I still haven't seen the game, so I can't... I can't oh, you'll enjoy, much, it. But, uh, you'll enjoy it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Long, long may that c- c- conditioning continue then for England it's I just want to say this though I obviously as a Welsh fan chuffed all of us they did the nation proud three games out of three we're all chuffed and it's always a little bit sweeter when we beat England but if it was the other way around I would be screaming I would be on Twitter the same as the English fans are right I would be behind I would be behind our boys oh those English they they cheat all the time or something like that. but it's karma it goes around all the time. I think it was Alan Winner said, if it didn't happen to us, it would happen to them. Do you know what I mean? It would If we didn't get the bounce of the ball, they would have got the bounce of the ball or somebody else. But there was that whole thing a few years ago again with Gareth Anscombe and over the line and did he get downward pressure on the ball? World Rugby came out. Oh, we needed was that score. They beat us by two points, I think, in the end. We needed one score, a penalty even, to win that game. And 
World Rugby came out a week later and apologised. He said, sorry, the TMOs had it wrong, the referees had it wrong. It should have been a try and you should have won the game. But it's it's no point saying that two weeks after the game. Mate, but it's karma. It happens to them, law. it happens to there's us. No, there's nothing in law. The knock-on is obviously an issue, right? Is uh, a knock-on, not a knock-on. But there's enough in there to suggest that it can be a try, right? So so forget it. The build-up play to that mm. was fantastic, Right. So, you know, get over it. You know, that's my thought. One of the things that's come out of it now, yet again, and they don't help themselves, is the ill discipline. So, Toji penalised five times. He's, he's been penalised ten times, the most penalised guy in the Six Nations. Silly penalty. He's probably done himself out of a Lions captaincy, in my, my view. Um, and then we've had this uh, almost arrogant, obnoxious, petulant behaviour from a lot of the players towards the referee uh, because they feel... And then with with some of the decisions, and then now to compound it all, we've got this Ellis Genge business. Now Ellis Genge didn't um, what didn't he do? Didn't he clap didn't in the, the tunnel or something? No, he didn't and clap he didn't in the clap. tunnel. Yeah, he did something at the start of the anthem as well, but he 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 also didn't clap the Welsh team off. That is pretty much for those non-rugby listeners out there now. Clapping the opposition team off is a little bit of a set-in-stone ritual with rugby. No matter what level, the teams line up, they do a wall, of, uh, like a guard of honour. One team goes through, three cheers for England, through they go, and then likewise, three cheers for Wales. And, it's, and it, that's set-in-stone, chain, yeah? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is. And, and look, uh, as a player, I've been in Genji's position where you'd be totally pissed off off with what's happened on the field, you know, whether it's right or wrong decisions, it is tough, I get it, but you know, the respect for the opposition is, you know, could be, comes before that. It's set in stone, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel for the lad, I do, I, I know he's getting a lot of stick as well, but sometimes as well, social media doesn't help. I At, at times, I love social media, but at other times, I just completely hate it. Yeah. And I get the fact, you know, he's probably afterwards thought, oh, you know, do I uh, respect for the boys, I should have clapped maybe, but you know, I didn't at the time get over it kind of thing. But uh, you can uh, sometimes you just take one picture of something and it doesn't even have to be, yeah. you know, gospel and you know, he gets ridiculed. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, respect the, the fact that he's been abused online and, and then the WIU have had to come out and apologize for their fans and everything. Yeah. I just don't get that side. I look, he, he probably knows he's wrong, he's probably thought. You know, I was, I was. What did he say? I think he said he was deep in thought, and I kind of get that as well. I've been in that place, but yeah, you look, you cl- you clap the opposition off. To, but it uh, doesn't matter what's happened to him in the game. But also, I see the side of him as well, where he's probably thought, yeah, I am pissed off, but look, I still respect these guys. So it's it's a tough one for me, really. I I feel for the fact that he's had so much abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in fairness to the WIU and the lads around him, they stuck by him. So you know, he's a young lad as well. He, he Probably won't, you won't do that again, will he? And there'll be times where, you know, he he is successful and doing good things. So it's it's hard, it's hard. But social media can be a horrible place sometimes. Yeah, yeah no hiding places as far as that goes. I coached Ellis, of course, and uh, he's a real fierce competitor. I saw him deep in thought there when it happened, and uh, he gave away the penalty that really took the game away. Shane, with five minutes to go, gave away the silly penalty, yeah. the technical one. And that took them nine points clear. Took Wales nine points clear before the Corey Hill try. It was de- that was the one really, and I, that's what his thoughts were, I would imagine. But yeah, like I get a bit of it, uh, not as much as you guys, but 
um, you know, he might he must be right in the in the firing line. But anyway, Wales got the win. We've got Italy now coming up, uh, not next weekend, the weekend after. We'll get some special guests in the build up to that. Boys, uh, we've run out of time. Um, thanks for chat tonight. Um, you can get in touch with us. Send some questions for next week, guys, uh, on Twitter at Tuesday Club underscore and on, on Instagram at Tuesday Club Podcast. Shane, get some sleep, watch some telly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll watch. Well, I won't watch. I'll sit down to watch telly, you know, and be fast asleep. That's a that's a nice way of you saying I look like a bag of shite. Oh, uh, don't worry, man. You know me. I say everything honestly to your face. I-